Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. I am the big guy Ryback. Joined once again, Raj Geary of Wrestling Inc. WrestlingInc.com. What a week, Raj. Man, this is, uh, it's been a, you know, a, a very crazy, uh, you know, with everything going on in the country. Uh, just a lot going on and a lot going on in wrestling. Uh, it's been a really busy wrestling week as well, um, which obviously is not near as important with what's happening everywhere else. But uh, it is a distraction. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Don't tell that to certain wrestling fans, Raj. That's <laughs> wrestling is life. The uh, no, but it's the news doesn't never seems to uh, slow down, even with no fans or anything in attendance. It's uh, there's always something to talk about. It seems. Yeah, and right now we're seeing, you know, I've been seeing the the protests. Um, a lot of them, or some, you know, some of them were turning violent. Uh, uh, over the past week, that's clearly been dominating the news. Uh, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, people understanding what it means or not understanding. And, you know, that always creates a, a, a hoopla uh, when people don't get what it, what it really is. Um, and this past week, uh, Jackson Riker got into some hot water. Uh, this was the day where... Um, it had come out last week that President Trump was in a bunker during the looting. I think he was a little embarrassed by that was, you know, kind of what a lot of people thought. And he did a, a photo op where he walked outside and, and a protest that was happening there. Uh, what They were, you know, tear gassed and hit with uh, rubber bullets. And he went in front of a church, held up, you know, a Bible and then and then left. And then pretty much right after that happened, Jackson Riker. I uh, tweeted, uh, thankful for the president of the United States we have. God bless America, built of freedom, built on freedom, forgotten no more. So, um, you know, a, a week earlier, that would have been a controversial tweet. But this uh, this week, he got a lot of backlash from it. Um, and uh, then, you know, some stuff about uh, some stuff about his comments about Black Lives Matter in the past came out where he said, pretty touchy stuff, but all this Black Lives Matter garbage baffles me. I challenge anyone of any color or race to go watch 12 Years a Slave, the movie, and realize how good you all actually have it. Learn heritage. Christ, Gandhi, Buddha, they all taught love and caring for others. This is getting out of hand. I pray for this nation daily. Now, this was made last July. Um, you know, the last two sentences are fine, but... Uh, the, yeah. So anyway, understandably, a lot of people upset. Yeah, I saw the uh, some other people like wrestlers and Batista, Kevin Owens and stuff commented on him. Man, I, I just say arguing. I said I put out a tweet arguing on social media is like sawing sawdust. And um, it's here's the thing with all of this. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. We're not going to change people's opinions. If certain people have certain beliefs. You're not going to change that with everything going on. The key is, is that obviously in understanding the importance of this in Black Lives Matter is where people and everyone wants change from, from what we saw happen on that video with, with George Floyd uh, and justice to be served. That's the thing I think that people are going to have their thoughts no matter what. And I've talked about this and I think no matter how understanding and compassionate 
the, a lot of us, the majority of us will be on it and, and whatnot. It, it, it's not going to stop people from having their opinions, how they were raised, how they were like, we, it, you're going to, if you could fight over that till the day you die and you're not going to get any, make any progress on it. The key is having things in place where when this happens, justice is served and, and, and putting the kibosh on it and, and bringing the hammer down when people act out on their thoughts in, in, in the way that we saw in that, in that video. Yeah. You know, the guy, I could sit there and say whatever I want to say and have my opinion about it. He, he's voicing his opinion. And when you do, when you do voice your opinion, no matter what side, if he had another opinion and it was very pro black lives matter and, and he would have gotten shit from another portion of people for that. That's what happens when you, when you share your opinion, whether it's, it's right or wrong, we can't control other people's mindsets. And that's, yeah. you know, it's on, it is what it is. And I don't, I don't, I don't condone anything. And it's, I'm very compassionate and understanding to everything going on, but I'm also too, I am at a, at a level of understanding for me and my growth of, I hold myself accountable for everything. I think self-accountability is the, the, the number one thing to moving forward and, and evolving and growing in life. And, uh, not everyone is going to get to that point. Majority won't, but it's, uh, this is a day and age where anything that you say is going to be met with positivity and negativity. And we saw it with, with a guy like Drew Brees, who, if you actually look at what he's saying and put yourself in his shoes and it's just with the timing of everything, the backlash is going to be, be hard one way or the other with that. The key is, is just my thing. Whatever you put out, as long as you believe what you say and you are okay with what you're saying, it's, you, you just got to, you just go with the flow. And again, and it's, that, that you know, I could I, I understand both sides of it. With yeah, and again, too, when you put stuff, people with everything with tensions are high right now. You have the whole corona. This is this isn't just the coronavirus and just the George Floyd thing. This is years and years and years and generations of bullshit from food, pharmacy, the economy, from 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 pay, from things like everyone. And this is a culmination of a lot of shit brewing that hasn't been right for a long time. And I think that, you know, in the media, the media is fucking evil. We all know that there's no good. The media is playing everybody like a fiddle with all of this. That's why I tell people, quit watching the fucking news. They don't put context with anything. They could literally, the news is not to say that they don't report factual things at times, but they're as full as shit as anybody. And we all know it. We all know it. we should be fucking taking down the seat, all the buildings with everything with them that don't not fucking good cops. Because and then don't there's good and bad with everything, man. And it's not a clear cut fucking this or that. It's not. It, it's so much stuff, so many variables here with all this and whatnot. But yeah, it's it is what it is. I just yeah. say it with people too, with like the other superstars, and then tweeting them. Just just go fucking have a conversation with them if it really bothers you. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just don't. I you're arguing online is like sawing sawdust. It really is. Are you because you're and again? I saw some of the people that tweeted him. It's like, just go have that conversation behind the scenes. It, it's not it because it, no good comes from it because everyone just plays it up even more with yeah. that. That's just my opinion, and I'm sure I've done it in the past. And, I, and it's fucking dumb, it's dumb every time. Yeah, it is one of those things. It, it is interesting with this particular case with Floyd that this is the first time I've seen about as unanimous as you're going to see uh, of, of a condemnation against that officer um 
And then, and then the peace, there were peaceful protests, which were great. Uh, I think once the riots started, then it got divided again. And then, yes. it, you know, it kind of turned away from Floyd to the riots. Um, so we'll see. But to, what you were saying, a, a lot of wrestlers coming out, uh, his own partner, Steve Cutler, Wesley Blake, all issuing different statements. Uh, again, there's a ton. Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, Dave Batista, uh, Hangman Page, uh, yeah. Joey Janela. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Austin Aries, uh, Ryan Namath, Dolph Ziggler's brother. Uh, we got all that on Wrestling Inc., but uh, yeah, if, you, if you haven't seen those, you can check them out. But um, it, It's a tough thing, man. It really is. All of this. It's and My thing, too, is is we got to wait with everything. The four cops have been arrested, and now we, mm -hmm. we, gotta, we need to hope that, that justice is, is truly served in this matter. Absolutely. And it is. And, and, and it's not going to fix the past. It's not going to fix... And two men, and this is important. Racism goes every direction. It really does with things. But this is the one that has been highlighted. This was on film. And this is, is fucking. Everyone is in unanimous agreement of how wrong this situation was. And how we can't have that. And, 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 but I think it's important. And I've had a lot of cops message me. And they're, they're getting a lot of good fucking cops. And, and saying thank you because I support cops. And I also support the movement. And I, and I believe in equality and it, it's not even, I wasn't raised around racism. I don't even, when I first saw the video, I didn't even see the right, cause I wasn't, I didn't see a title of anything and I didn't know what was going on. And I've seen videos, see videos of kids when you show them black and white people and like, you're like, what do you see? And they just see kids. They don't see the color. That's how I was raised. And so like, I, when I have to see this stuff, I'm like, fuck, but I just think we need to hope that that justice is served and, and everyone's going to have their opinions on it. My thing is, is when it's acted out and there are crimes committed, you got to people can't get off for it. They can't. Yeah. And Linda Hogan, uh, Hulk Hogan's yeah. ex-wife of all people, uh, she posted a tweet um, in which she later deleted. Uh, where she said, watching the looting, it's all Afro-Americans. I was channeling Kramer there um, and saying, not sure how robbing and stealing set the record straight, but if they want to be heard, they need to be civilized. Uh, there are clearly a ton of white protesters as well with yes, these. Yes. Um, and so anyway, uh, Tony Khan responded, you've now joined your husband in being banned from all AEW shows. Congratulations. So apparently Hogan has been banned. Uh, Tony Khan has not wanted to work with Hogan for a long time. This goes uh, a long time before this and he said uh, these are his uh, this is his quote about Hogan he said what he said on the tape regarding his racist comments that were leaked in 2015 uh, so Khan said what he said on the tape long before George Floyd I've told people I can't work with Hulk Hogan how can I look at my black friends football players employees in the face or myself in the mirror after the things Hulk said and has never given an adequate apology for he can't blame what he said on tape on the dangers of social media. So, um, yeah, uh, Tony, throws, you know, basically throwing down the gauntlet, saying he will not work with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And again, and this goes back to, I mean, I told you, everyone has their mindset. And, and this is all we could do is just work on our own self-development and growth and, and try to educate the, the youth. And that over time, the, the, the scales continue to tip. We're far better off than we were in the past, which doesn't yeah. make anything right, but progress doesn't necessarily always happen. You just don't go from zero to a hundred, even though this is a very simplistic issue in my eyes of, of this is a no brainer and it never should, it never should have gotten to that point in any of this, but that's one of those things. Tony is that that's his company. 
if you know, I, I have my company, I control who I would want to work with or work around me. And, and it's, that's one of those things I've still, like, I haven't listened to all of the, the Hogan stuff. I just never, it, it's, I, I, I don't, I don't care to get caught up in all of it. And it was, it, it sounds like it was, it was really, really bad from, from all accounts. And it's unfortunate. And Linda making those comments and again, people right now, I think the best thing you do is just disconnect from social media because I think it's bringing out the worst in everybody with everything. And, and it's one of those comments for her with everything that's happened with Hulk. When I saw that, I just go, that's, that's not good. Just with, <laughs> I mean, like, right. it, it, it's, it's not, it's, it's, and that's such, that's, because I've seen video of, of where it, it's all white people at different videos. It depends on the video and what the people are trying to get across in the video. Well, also, here in Denver, it's been most it's been mostly white people. But, yeah, uh, and there's a lot and, and, it, pro and protesting and and, and both. You yeah, know? and I've wow. seen and I've seen both. And it, it's again yeah. what the video captures. And right. you, if you react to that one video, would I take it? She probably saw a video or two that confirmed right. what she was in her head had thinks. And so and it, it triggered that anger that she then put out on social media. And it's, you got to be very careful. There's times when I tweet, when you tweet out of anger, it's really, really dangerous. Because mm -hmm. it, 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 it can, and especially tweets where it, it's just, you're not verbalizing things either. It can, it can really, or you're not vocal with it. And it's hard. And that, there's no way to be, that, that's clear, clear cut and dry to me. It's, it's right. just, it's unfortunate. So, but yeah. Tony and them, Hulk, you know, with, he has his relationship with WWE. And him and Linda aren't together, but Tony, right. he, he, I, I get it. I understand him completely with mm -hmm. everything. And it, it, it sucks. Just the whole thing just sucks. Yeah. Uh, Vince McMahon. So, uh, uh, you know, AEW, they put out a, a video before their show. Uh, Impact did the same. Uh, WWE, they sent an email to everyone in the company, uh, you know, addressing their support of diversity. Uh, they said that, uh, you know, if anyone feels like uh, they've been dealt with unfairly, you know, to contact them, uh, they're offering uh, different diversity training courses. And also they have a 24 seven mental health counseling. And they said that would be available to anyone who feels they need the assistance. Uh, so this is, uh, I, I believe they are the first company to do this. So, um, you know, uh, WWE making some, some positive changes. Yeah, they've always been good at uh, with on this kind of stuff. As far as um, I remember, or, or I, I say good, decent at times, like in developmental and even um, on providing classes on like financial financial education a little mm -hmm. bit, and uh, to get because a lot of people like, they they're not you just you're wrestlers and you get up and you don't have you get in there young too a lot of life experience depending on on when you come in and. This is something I, I think that's a good thing. I think offering that is is definitely a good thing for talent and just to to have a program available that if for people, to me it's just like it's, I wasn't I. There's a lot of people that have they're the, the the how they were raised, and they have different thoughts on things. So yeah. I think and it's important to try if your thoughts are not one of, of equality and deep down you know that i think that it's a good thing you get into those and that they're offering that and yeah 
and the mental health stuff, I th I'm not sure if it's due to uh, Hanakamura's suicide, but the timing would suggest that it, it might have had something to do with it. But that's mental health is another thing that especially now when you got so many people on social media just jumping on you and, and criticizing you at every step, uh, it, you know, it's easy to uh, get depressed. So uh, that's a great thing that they've implemented. We're all guinea pigs, and I've talked with this technology, by the way. And there's going to be a point where there's this. I'm telling the people are more addicted to social media and technology than ever before. Like, I mean, it's mm -hmm. rapidly getting out of hand. And mm -hmm. and I've talked about how I delete them off my phone and go about. And I'm so much happier when I don't have to because you get that compulsion to check, and it, it triggers a dopamine response, good or bad, when you get the feedback on things. And <clears throat> I think there's going to be a point where there's social media when when there's more studies and they have stuff going on right now and i think there's going to be like social media you know like alcoholics anonymous and things i really do um, yeah. I, I honestly i tell people this it's this is just like alcohol you have a little bit and it's great it's a fun time but it can easily quickly become a problem and consume your life and, and ruin your life and when because again you drink morning to night it, it will destroy you and that's what this is you got there has to be a balance with this stuff and um and we're seeing it in, in, in mental health you have to be to be of anything in life just a regular person deals with a lot of hate now and in regular people that aren't on tv or anything if you're a social media influencer or have a, a good amount of followers god forbid you're on tv a wrestler an athlete it's crazy yeah. look Le lebron james arguably one of the greatest basketball players of all time if not, in many people's opinion, the greatest. And um, in, in, in he, over and everything, with the, 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 the lady from the news, just shut up and dribble. Like, you, I mean, you get, no matter who you are, like, you get. All right. It, 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 and the bigger you are, the more that it is, and usually the more vicious that it is. And you got to be mentally, mentally tough and strong to be able to process it and handle it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if you if you have time on YouTube, uh, type in Knight Rider Cello. Okay. Uh, there was this girl that did the Knight Rider, uh, the Knight Rider theme in different eight different videos. Uh, so she's got like eight screens up, and she recorded different times of her do doing different parts and put it all together. It's really cool. Got you know thousands of likes, but she also got like hundreds of dislikes. It's like who would dislike something like that? You just got to be a miserable, miserable person, you yeah. know to. To be doing that so and again most people are positive but those negative ones out there really can ruin uh the experience no doubt and i will tell you this too and i got people that are like on my youtube and things that go in there and take out negative comments and there's it's mostly almost overwhelmingly positive and i've yeah. seen there's people they they get mad that you remove the negative comments right because there's people and they don't understand it's not removing the negative comment you can say whatever you want right. it's controlling the atmosphere so that other people don't see those and then they feel bad. And it, it makes like, when you read right. negative things from other people, it can really like, it has a, an impact on other people. I can give two fucks. It's all a right. mindset thing to me, but it's controlling the environment that not everyone has the luxury to be able to go in and do obviously, but it's right. A lot of people are doing great in life. There's a lot of people not doing great in life. Mm -hmm. and it's a mindset thing. And, and I've always said hurt people, hurt people or try to hurt other people. And I've seen it and I get in things and you just, you just got to brush it off and know who and what you are and keep doing what you love and enjoy. But it all comes back. I am a big believer in this Raj and the more, and it's not always easy, but it's disconnecting from the comments altogether. Good and mm -hmm. bad.
because when you don't need that, what happens is sometimes we often, we want to see the good comments right. and with the good comes the bad, but ultimately we shouldn't need any of the comments. If you know who and what you are and what you're doing and your self-esteem is good, you, you don't need the comments. So right. that's to me the point where put out your content and let's, let's get away from the comments, but mm -hmm. that's, it's never, I mean, it, it takes some, some work to get to that point. Right. Um, so uh, a lot of other news, Jinder Mahal, um, he had returned to action in April uh, and he's back on the shelf again. He uh, revealed on Instagram that he had to undergo another knee operation. He yeah. said the surgery was a success. He'll be back stronger than ever. It uh, it seemed clear that they were heading for a big push for Jinder and, and to feud with Drew. They had him look dominant when he came back. Yeah. Uh, he was mentioning Drew in his promos. So it's they were heading that way. So uh you know, kind of a big, uh, uh, a, a big, uh, what, you, what, you know, whatever, uh, setback for, yeah. for Jim. Did they, was that another ACL? Yeah, it's, it hadn't said this, this just happened this morning. And so there's no, uh, uh no more details. No, unfortunate. It, it, Cause the other one was an ACL, I believe. I, I believe. Yeah. He was out for a while. Yeah. Nine months or something, 10 months. It was, it was a bit. Mentally, that's the tough part, and I feel for him on that mentally, on everything you do to come back from an injury. And I don't know if it's the same knee or a different knee. Um, it's tough, and but he's a tough guy, and he will uh, he'll put in the work. And uh, you got to have patience. But there's, it, it's a scary thing when you're a wrestler, and that's what me. I I never wanted to miss time. I never, <laughs> and it, it, it because you don't want to you don't want to lose your spot. You don't want to when you're there. You don't want to get. You don't want to make it seem like you're injury prone or anything like that. And but at anybody at any, we've seen it with guys as great as they are. Anybody on any given time, the body could just start going. Things happen, injuries happen, and, um, and we see like someone like Samoa Joe, like these weird fucking things that just happen. And he's a tough fucking guy, and yeah. it, it, it it stuff. And so that's the mental challenge because of that schedule. And even though the schedule's not normally normally what it what it typically is there it's uh he's going to be in for a bit of and again it depends on how the length of it but it's um i never it, it like my, my injuries there like i would you work through a lot of pain oftentimes yeah and, and that's obviously and that's when usually and when you do that and not this doesn't necessarily apply to gender in this case but that's when then bigger things start happening and as wrestlers and i did this i was guilty of you ignore signs of things for years and then all of a sudden you get to that point, things just start going because the damage was done and not, it's, it's a scary thing. And that doesn't necessarily apply to gender here, but it's just horrible timing. He comes back. I hope when he comes back from this one, there's fans back. It's right. nobody saw the return. And then it like, it's so it's almost like he's just going to be out for an extended period of time on right. top of the first one. So. Yeah, so, so his injury, it was almost exactly a year ago. It was June 15th in a match with Ali. Uh, he ruptured his patella tendon. Uh, and so it was on his right, uh, right knee or his right leg. Um, and with his, uh, Instagram post that he posted this morning, uh, revealing his injury, it was that same leg. So, uh, come back. Uh, hopefully it's not as bad and he'll be back sooner than later. I hope too, he would be wise to, if he can get the, the, whether he goes to bio accelerator for the stem cells, um, mm. those would really, it greatly speeds up, especially with when you have to have surgery that you mm -hmm. get the surgery and then you get the stem cells shortly thereafter. And it rapidly, he, 
uh, helps the healing time. I'm convinced that's what Cena did to come back from some of his big injuries. And he had access to it before a lot of people, like, because a lot of big athletes, that's what they were doing and going to other countries. And I don't know, that's just speculation on my part. But it, it allows you to come back from injuries much quicker. And again, I haven't had surgery. I avoided surgeries and had 15 procedures and have regrown five discs in my back and a shoulder that needed to be replaced. I'm pretty much like my health is back. I'm just trying to get to a little higher level. And I got a few more coming up with BioAccelerator and one more here in Vegas. But it's he would be wise to look into that. And but I think he'll he's man, he's a tough guy. He'll he'll be back. Yeah, you had mentioned uh, gender coming back when when there's fans around. Uh, Florida announced this this week, uh, this coming weekend. By the time um, this uh, people download this, uh, it will already happen. They're entering phase two of their uh, of their plans to reopen, and phase two opens up uh, concert halls at fifty percent capacity. And so, I mean, you think technically wrestling you know, it could be done in a, in a concert hall. Uh, they haven't said, you know, uh, how, how many people I don't, I don't believe. Uh, we asked Triple H on a, on a media call this past week. We asked him about uh, WWE is planning to start running shows, at least in Florida with fans. And he said, they're looking at all options, finding to figure out how to navigate all this. Uh, they're working closely with the government in Florida to make sure they're doing everything that they want to do. And then some uh, this has just come about and all options are on the table for us. We need to understand completely what they're saying can and cannot be done and we'll respond accordingly. What we do is for our fans and we feel it's our duty to continue to deliver for them. They've been there for us and we want to be there for them at this time when they need that entertainment. The faster we can get ourselves in front of our fans and doing what we do, the better as long as it's safe for everyone. So it's looking like with Florida, Georgia and Texas starting to uh, open up things to, to crowds that uh, we could be seeing wrestling in front of fans way sooner than uh, people probably expected like a, a month ago. I feel like things are speeding up now. And too, and again, it's funny. We see all these, the massive amounts of people with the, like the protesting and, and different things. And there's not really much talk of the whole virus. All of a sudden it, 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 all of this is like we said early on, and we needed to look at the data and all the information and like from things I've seen, the death rate is and there were a lot of numbers being being misconstrued on covid deaths and it's being unlike numbers of cases in different uh, countries that are very similar and the reporting is completely different and on what it was considered a covid death and what wasn't and i think man i just i think people are just sick of the bullshit and it, it, there there's some bullshit going on in the world with some with a lot of stuff i think it's a, wrestling without fans sucks and and obviously they're doing everything right, WWE. And I, I understand from a business standpoint needing to get back in front of fans and, and all of that and with AEW and everybody because it's just not the same. But also you have to take the appropriate steps. you got to follow the rules. And they're at the mercy of the government of what they're allowed to do. So I think that yeah. they're going to do everything they can, though, it sounds like. And it sounds like it's going to happen much sooner. And again... Early on with all this, I was against shows going on while the world was trying to figure out what was going on and all other things and for all promotions. And I've openly yeah. said that for all promotions, I was against it. Um, now, with having the data that we have, I believe it is. It's let's get let's get fans. Let's get going. I think from from the world standpoint, we need to get some sense of normalcy back. Too many people have too much free time right now. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, at least initially, if they, uh, I know in Colorado, you have to wear masks, uh, you know, for, for certain to go, or, or restaurant owners, they have the right to refuse service if you're not wearing a mask. So there are things you can do to try to make sure that people stay healthy and monitor and, and you see a big rise in cases, then, you know, taper that down. But if you don't taper it up, I mean, not taper it up, but increase yeah. it. But, and yeah. I go to the gym here, the gyms are back open in Vegas and I've been going, I'm back working out this week after taking 15 days off of the stem cells, but the gyms aren't nearly as busy in the May. I go to the, the LVACs out here, which are the big corporate gym. And, uh, but they have disinfectant spray all set up all around and they got the machines color coded like blue and yellow. One day it's all blue machines. The next, and that way it's spaced out. So, mm. and then the machines get cleaned and you, they ask that you wipe down everything that you touch machine wise after every, every, uh, exercise that you do. Uh, so things, steps are being put in place uh, and masks aren't required, but there's some people that wear that are wearing masks. Most people aren't. And again, to me, everything just seems very normal again here, even though it's just less people right now going. I think people are waiting to see how things kind of go. But they offer COVID antibody testing in the gym. They're every day drawing yeah. blood to see the people if you've had it and had the antibodies and, if you know, and things of that nature. So it's yeah. steps are being taken. Yeah. And we're seeing the work on a vaccine. It's it's really coming along quickly. And so far, it's been a lot of good news on that yeah. front. Uh, we forgot to talk about this before, but Rob Gronkowski uh, lost a 24-7 title on Raw. Um, and we at Wrestling Income tooting our own horn, <laughs> we, we exclusively reported that uh, Gronkowski is done with WWE. That was his farewell. Uh, he had a, an out clause in his contract that if, because when he signed with WWE, he was retired and he had an out clause that if he went back to football, uh, he, he will not, uh, he can get out of his contract. Okay. He just cannot do anything with another promotion. So Gronkowski was supposed to wrestle at SummerSlam and the next Saudi Arabia show. Those were out the window. So Gronkowski, ah, man, worst, uh, worst least effective celebrity usage ever uh, for a major celebrity? What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I like Rob. I think he has great yeah. energy. And it, sometimes that doesn't necessarily translate into... Um... You know what? I'm going to take that back. I think Rob... It's. I'm hoping after this next year, he retires again. And, and I hope... I think he has potential because this is one of my favorite things going on Twitter. Positivity and entertainment laughter is what social media ideally is for for me. Mongo McMichael, there's a there's a, what will Mongo do next on Twitter? Is has yeah. I saw it from from Disco has rapidly become my favorite thing ever because <laughs> me, Cody, uh, Cliff Compton, Jack Bull, and, and the gang in, in Armando, who I had on this past week, we used to always watch WWE classics. Our favorite thing was watching when Mo Mongo was on a lot of stuff. And these moments that are being captured now for Twitter are the moments that we used to sit. I'm taught and be high and laughing, rewinding. <laughs> we would stop watching tape just to watch Mongo stuff. It was so captivating. And I'm so glad it's, it's finally gaining some traction <laughs> on Twitter. It Rob somehow has that quirky energy where he's just, fucking unbelievable football player but i just feel like he'd be the worst fucking wrestler ever <laughs> and that energy doesn't translate into wrestling energy it just right. translates into awkward but it makes for fucking great entertainment for all of us man yeah, yeah. rob out there just fucking up screaming <laughs> beating on his chest at random moments where he shouldn't because he doesn't know the timing of it 
Right. We really missed. We're going to have to wait another year for it. But I honestly think he has potential to be this generation's Mongo McMichael. <laughs> just do it in front of fans because his shtick was not, you know, in front of an empty arena. Just it yeah, yeah. Really Mongo awesome. wouldn't be Mongo without the fans. And the fans, man, Mongo got people on their feet at times. Yeah. You got to. But man, man, Mongo was bad. But in a good it was. <laughs> but he also did some things really good. Yeah. Like some he did some fucking cells that are it, you look and you laugh. But it's fucking, it grabs your attention. It, yeah. it, like, it really, because it stands out as different and he's still selling. And it was yeah. just, man, yeah, we, what, what could have been with Rob? We really yeah. don't know. Rick Flair to this day, uh, he, he has no regrets with Mongo and the Horseman. Loved, uh, he loved Mar- Mongo's character and his, uh, his personality. So You know why? Because he was passionate and he gave it everything he had. Yeah. He really I mean, did. They- yeah, he had like no real training. Uh, None. It, like, Lawrence Taylor there. had a great match at WrestleMania, but he had, you know, they had practiced the match and rehearsed it. Yeah. So uh, he was out there, you know, improving, probably being told that day who he's wrestling and, you know, with no training and everything. Yeah. And guys, too, you got to remember that period, especially WCW, a lot of guys were just going out there working on the fly, for yeah. t- which for TV is live events is one thing, but for TV can be. And so if you don't have two guys that have worked together before and have chemistry and understand each other's stuff, it can like cause some train wrecks and you got Mongo with no real amount of training, just getting thrown out there every week. But man, I tell you, you watch him in promos. He'll just let out random fucking screeches. And like, it, it, that's what you remember though. Right. It, like, and, and it's man, he was out there with some guys. He was out there with other football players that didn't know what they were doing. And where yeah. Mongo and like where Mongo was the veteran in the ring of them. Like, fuck, <laughs> this is, this is, this is, I could watch this stuff all day long. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna check it out after this. <laughs> it's my. It's honestly makes me smile. It bring. It doesn't matter what's going on. I see a, a tweet from what's what. What will Mongo do next? And it, it completely it brightens my day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, MVP. Uh, he is right now. He's actually only a talent. He had uh, taken a job as a producer with WWE, um, but he was one of the guys that was furloughed as a producer. They had uh, furloughed a bunch. Shane Helms, uh, a bunch of other names, but he was furloughed as well. So right now he is just an on-screen talent, uh, basically just a wrestler. And um, you know, since he was furloughed, once they start. Uh, you know, opening up and uh, touring, you know, they, they're going to bring people back. So uh, they'll probably get his job back. You know, he should be getting his job back as a producer if everything gets back to normal. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know uh, I came up with MVP in deep South wrestling and, and done some shows with him here in the last few years. And I know he's, I believe he's in his mid forties. Uh, and he's, he's, he's had some knee injuries and things. I don't know if he ever wanted to go back full time and do that five day a week deal again. There's a lot of value in the MVP brand, though. There really yeah. is. I think he had a good run when he was up there, um, and and then you know and he left and he had his reasons for leaving. And uh, I, I think he stands out in a day and age. And and he came up and was taught psychology. And he's one of those guys. I think he's a very valuable guy to have on the roster. And I've talked to other people like. With a on AEW side of things, our generation of guys that it's up to us and people to to hand down the psychology that was instilled in us, and in a lot of the you can't. It's easy to look at guys and say they don't they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They don't know how to they don't know how to work because because they just learn moves. But if they can take that and they they get the, you know the Arn Andersons and the Dean Malinkos and you got talent, the guys that have have been working and it can help transition them into putting psychology into their matches 
And really, really, is at the end of the day, what you want to do is you want to draw more people in and you want to get that audience back that you lost. I think he's a value, very valuable uh, piece to have up there in that puzzle. Uh, I, I don't think I would, I, I, for his own sake, and again, unless he wants to, I wouldn't, you know, five days a week, I don't think is healthy if, that, if they go back to that. But, you know, being on TV once a week, I think you can get a lot out of him. And uh, I like him, you know, him and Bobby together. I like mm-hmm. I like that dynamic. I think yeah. um, MVP's always been 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 a very good speaker. He he knows how to articulate his words very well, um, and he has a lot of they have a lot invested in that character. From mm-hmm. that, that there's and I think getting today's audience more and more familiar with him is a good thing. Um, so I'm happy if that's hopefully he's making. I'd heard they're they're going to be offering people contracts to come back for much less that they had released. And that's unfortunate because what's going to happen is guys are going to get locked into three or five year deals that are probably not fucking great downsides. And it, it, it's just a shit situation. And WWE probably knew that all along. Yeah. And it was a way for them to fucking, because they were throwing money at guys a little better. And also with everything, the current situation in wrestling, not just being back to normal, there's only so many guys AEW is going to sign at any given time. And if you weren't used well on WWE TV, it's much harder to to go over there and like, here, let's, we're going to bring you over. Cause they're going to be very careful on who they bring in for their own perception. And, and rightfully so with that. And, um, so it's just the current environment. It sucks. And the guys, I just hope, I hope everyone that does it and you know, they got families. Most of them, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to want that steady paycheck. I just hope yeah. it's not drastically less than what they were getting before. Yeah. And that has been the, uh, the, what's been going around is that WWE has made some low contract offers for some of the recently released uh, WWE stars to return. Uh, Drake Maverick is staying with the company. That was a weird one. I mean, not that he's staying, but that they did this storyline right when everyone is released. So it, it just, I, I feel like it's a bad look to do a storyline on someone fighting to keep his job after you let, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of people go. And then if he lost, you would look like a monster of a company for releasing him after that storyline. But by doing the storyline in the first place, it just seems tacky to do it when people are really losing their jobs. Yeah. I I actually understand this on both sides. So it depends. So what could have happened with this is they released everyone and he was fired. And then he went and did that video. And the response to that video was so strong. WWE decided to make an angle out of it right then and there with the intention of knowing that he was, that was the angle was going to play out in his favor. Um, and that creates, that's where you get that reality era stuff of taking a real situation and turning it into an angle. Um, and with wrestling, I never get too, um, it's, it's wrestling. You need storylines and different things. Uh, and, and obviously timing wise, yes, a lot of people have, have lost their jobs, but this was to me, it, it's, you can't, this is a, a story of the way that it was painted from the beginning is he was fired and he has 90 days and this is, he has one shot to prove himself. If he wins this tournament, he, he, he's the champion. He stays, he, you know, he keeps, he, he keeps his job. I don't know. And I could see the appeal in that. And it's, we, it, but yeah, a lot of people did lose their jobs and whatnot. I just think it, it's a case by case basis. I, I don't get too caught up in it on that end of it. It's just a wrestling angle at the end of the day. And it was one that that I think had a sense of realism to it, which always makes angles better, in my opinion, when they do have that. So 
But sensitive subject, a lot of people, you know, have lost their jobs and I can understand, you know, them being upset at it. I would just, it's the, again, we, there's never a shortage of things to be upset about if we, <laughs> it, it's our choice. So. Speaking of which, Leo uh, Leo Rush commented on it on the Drake Maverick angle after he was rehired, and he said, uh, "Man, are they going to hire everybody back then? Kind of a slap in the face to use this as a shoot work, but I guess I'm not surprised. Super happy for ev anyone getting their job back, but damn, real trauma and a lot of others were a part of this." Yeah, and I understand his frustration. And when you, it's there's a lot of anger in Leo right now, and he <laughs> didn't have the best experience up there, and. Um, you got to understand too with wrestling, and I knew this was that you got to get before you start. You can speak up at any point. You want to make sure if you speak up that you have value that is there in that system already. Um, and Leo, I think, is incredible, but he and he wasn't there for a long period of time. And but I understand all of his frustrations. But it's when you speak up, and if you haven't made it to a certain star level yet, there which he's fully capable of being, I think he could, the sky's the limit with him. It really can, it hurts at different times. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I think he's, he needs to go through some venting and getting things out. And I think at the end of the day, like I want it, like if there were fans and shows are running, get, start doing some shows again, start falling in love with wrestling again and, and, and burning some of that, that, that anger off. Cause right now he has no outlet to really, for that and it's yeah. again, it's, so it's like you leo's a good guy leo's not a bad guy i could tell talk leo is a, is a good guy but you oftentimes in the wrestling industry and we see it with people it destroys people and it's up to us as individuals and i had to go through it myself of a lot of self-reflecting and again accountability when you just say everything is your fault it allows you to just you, you eliminate that victim mindset and you it allows you to move forward and the law never fails in the most fucked up of situations it's if you just hold yourself accountable, it allows you to move forward. And I think Leo, though, at times is is with everything going on, he's he's looking at everything and playing things out in his head and, and different things. And I did it. I did it at different points. And you have to. I think it's health. You actually have to do that to get you got to vent and get it out at times. And then you realize that, OK, nothing really comes of this. I got to shift past this. And, and I think he will. I, the, the, but I, I understand Leo's concern. Yeah. Uh, speaking of using reality for storylines, uh, WWE kind of using Jeff Hardy's recent problems in a storyline on SmackDown where uh, there was a hit and run and Jeff Hardy clearly was framed. I mean, that's the angle, but they are using his uh, his history. Um, a lot of people having issues with it, um, especially since it's only been eight months since Hardy's last DUI. Uh, he went to rehab. But as we see a lot of times, there are relapses. It's not easy. Um, so CM Punk was on WWE backstage and, you know, he said with that segment, he said, my thing with this segment and the story is that I believe someone's sobriety is very important, very fragile. So we discussed whether this should or shouldn't, they sh should or shouldn't do this with Jeff. We talked about how maybe Jeff was okay with it. Maybe it's his idea. He greenlit it. But to me, it's the responsibility of the writers, promoter, whoever to get in front and say, no, we're not going to do that to Jeff again. We don't need to put him in this position again. I think cleaning up your life and being sober is something to be proud of, and we can champion that in different ways. I think this is the wrong way to go about it. You don't just put him in front of that moving car. And we have seen in wrestling over the past when they use personal issues, uh, Jeff Hardy in the past, Jake the Snake Roberts, Road Warrior Hawk, Scott Hall. It, all, it always ended up not working out in their favor because all those guys ended up 
relapsing or still having issues. Mm -hmm. um, Understand both sides of this. And again, this is could be one of those situations where this was Jeff's idea or WWE came to him and Jeff was all for it. And it keeps him in a, in a storyline on TV. Uh, anytime you want, whenever you're with wrestling, you want to be involved in the storyline. The last thing you want is not to be involved in storylines. Um, there's obviously going to be mixed opinions, but at the end of the day, all the, if Jeff is okay with it at the end of the day, then that's fine. I will say, though, and WWE has done this, you, you do have to be careful when you... It's like if you have if your character... Um, again, when I did the bowling stuff, I didn't realize at the time that me just playing a role, how much of a negative impact that was going to have for years on my life of stereotyping me with people that think like really buying into that role, especially the better that you, you do the role. And when you take real life issues, it's like people where they did angle where you're like, you, you know, like the Rusev angle, even with Lana, where they put you in these positions, it can almost somehow cause real life turmoil. It, mm -hmm. And they know that they really do. And, and it depends on what their attitude is now. And I look at this, I go, is Jeff, does he have a short period of time left on his contract? And Matt has gone to AEW and he's just whatever the fuck, he's just doing whatever they ask just to get the fuck out of there. And this is their way of putting him in a really vulnerable position. And like, cause I've been there when you're there and you just don't give a fuck what they give you. You just, whatever I'm fucking out of here anyways, fuck it. And, and like, but they put you in these positions that could end up having a, a negative effect in other ways. And where it gets people are, you know, tweeting you and bringing up real life issues that you then have to deal with. That's a very real thing on both ends. And I don't know mm -hmm. what the situation is. And I, and I certainly understand both ends of it. Um, at the end of the day, though, I would hope Jeff is okay with whatever they're doing. And it's a storyline. People are talking about it. Uh, and hopefully uh, it, it's left at that. And there's no negative repercussions in real life with all this. Yeah. Um, also, uh, uh, there this past week or last week, uh, Nia Jax, Kyrie Sane had a match that aired on Raw. It was taped the week before. Uh, there was a spot where Nia, so Nia, you know, has had you know a history of uh, injuring women. She's a lot bigger and stronger than a lot of them. Uh, so she threw Kyrie Sane into the steel steps and really threw her hard. It, it you know cut Kyrie's head open. Uh, she got a gash. They stopped the match. Uh, and you know, they cut all this out on TV, but they cut, they stopped the match. They attended to her, um, after, you know, she said she was okay. So they quickly went to the finish, taped that. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, Nia Jack's getting some heat for, because a lot of people are feeling that this was her fault and she had done a scary, scary angle, uh, a scary move with Kyrie Sane a few weeks ago where she did a buckle bomb that looked yeah. uh, really dangerous and WWE has since banned the buckle bomb, which, you know, has caused injuries to Ben Balor, Sting, and, you know, luckily Kyrie wasn't injured, but it looked ugly. Yeah, this is one of those things. I was just trying to look for the video to actually see it because I, I did not see the actual footage so of her getting thrown into the steps. Um, I, I can send it to you real quick. Yeah, if you would, I would actually like to, before I, I comment, but I will say this. You got to be very, because there's a portion, because I've been, I remember, and I've gotten this from fans, where they used me in storyline um, angles to injure people where they would, and I didn't even know a lot of the times they would do it. And I always wondered, like, what, especially when I was like a baby face, they did it a bit. Like they did one where they said I injured Punk's knee, which Punk's knee was hurt. That was a storyline to get Punk off of TV. 
And but weird things, like because I remember I'd get some like hate stuff, like you fucking hurt this guy on them. Like what? Like people are responding to like work things like that. Like, and I remember they did it with Kofi to write Kofi off of TV. He had bone chips in his elbow, and I was heel. I think I was getting ready. I don't know if that was me leading up to me and Cena, but I was power bombing people like crazy, and I power bombed Kofi through three fucking uh, tables in Canada. And I remember then they they put it on .com that I hurt uh, Kofi's elbow. And so, and people in their heads, Ryback just hurts people, right? But that's the, I'm this big, jacked up, strong guy that's fucking, that creates this aura about you. So my thing is, you don't necessarily know when they're doing that sometimes, or some people don't, and when things happen. I want to see, now Naya's had some things happen where, she supposedly has hurt people or, or things, but it's, uh, I think people get a little too, too invested in all of that. Uh, I will say this. I've been thrown around by people. I've had Mark Henry throw me and he's chucked me and I, I chuck myself anywhere I've ever hit or landed. It's up to me to protect myself. And I know how to do that. I don't, I won't let my head hit the step. I've taken the stairs a hundred times in matches I've been, I've been thrown, had things thrown at me where the point of it is coming at me and I've been able to take my hand and fucking catch it in my hand before it's hit my head to cut my head open. And like, it's called knowing how to work and protect yourself. <laughs> Honestly, it is. That's not, so if Naya did throw her too hard, even you could still protect yourself taking things. It's happened like, um, or, and again, there's no way of knowing there's no, there's no report. I, Again, I'm going to clarify this. When I, I've power bombed did, did you get the, oh, I'm sorry. Did you get the uh, the link? I just sent it in the chat and Skype. Oh, no. Hold on. Let me see. I don't see anything in here. I can text it to you too, if that's easier. Yeah, text it to me actually here because I can pull it up on my phone. I want to see. There's a way to do things where you make it look like you're really hurting someone way worse than you are also. Yeah. Uh, and I've talked about this. Like when you power bomb people, there's a way to actually do it. And when you come down, you throw your arms down. And I talked about this with Dylan Bostic because he took a, a, a power bomb from me and people thought I killed him and he was completely fine. And it's the impact is you drop them flat, but you throw and you're letting your arms slide off their hips. But the illusion that you're fucking jacking them down and it, it, there's so many little things and that people, they don't, they don't know because they're not, they don't know. Yeah. So, uh, so I just sent it to you if you want to take a quick look at it. Okay. I got it right here. So let me. Yeah, that's not that's not Naya's fault. And two, like there's the you're taking it going into the steps. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't she's the one that's going into the steps. I just you don't, don't think the distance is too short, uh like she doesn't have enough room to kind of break that fall and take it safely. Or you could do that to me all day long, I'm not getting hurt. And I don't <laughs> care. You could throw me ten times harder than that. So, yeah. And that's a real thing, knowing how to protect yourself. I think I think it's the easy thing. And I don't know. I, there's not. No, it's great hearing uh, from a wrestler because most of the uh, you know people that are not wrestlers and they don't know. And, 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 and I saw the the thing who who's came out and said that. What's the source that that, that was Nia's fault? And again, this is bullshit wrestling. Anybody in the back, some of these shit producers and people, they can they stir up shit all day long. I don't have time for it, people. Ben, Naya, if Naya was truly as dangerous as what people want to believe, 
she would not be working every week on TV. She yeah. wouldn't. She wouldn't. If I was remotely fucking dangerous, would I be working with all these other main eventers for as long? I, no, I would have been pulled out of it. Yeah. It, you don't. There's a skill to looking like you're hurting people too. And I'm not in a, I just say on that, at the end of the day, even if Naya did, the, and the girl could have been tripping and Naya didn't know she was tripping. That could have been a thing too. That didn't look, it didn't look smooth, but that makes wrestling better when it doesn't look smooth, in my opinion. You need to know how to protect yourself at all times on something like that. All right. Uh, we still, <laughs> this is a busy week. We still got quite a few items, so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of run through them quickly. Uh, we were mentioning the tapings with Naya. Uh, so at those tapings, they um, they had told the fans because this was they had done the tapings on Monday. It was basically over 12 hours. Uh, they ran late. It's basically 10 a.m. They had to go get their blood work at, or go, go get their temperature checks at full sale. Then they were bused to the performance center, stayed there for 12 hours, over 12 hours. Then they were back on Tuesday. Uh, they had taped a couple shows on Tuesday. And then over the PA, the the talent in the crowd uh, were told to basically, they need to liven up. And it's kind of said in a rude way. Uh, then Matt Bloom came out later and, you know, talked with the talent about, you know, just uh, being more lively and stuff. But the, uh, when I first reported this on Wrestling Inc., I didn't know who the person was. And ha I haven't gotten to post a follow-up yet, but I have learned that it was Kevin Dunn on the PA that was uh, telling the talent to act more lively. That sounds accurate, that he would be the one. He's in that position. So, the, the, I mean... It, they're, it's their job right now. They're working for them. They got to, they, they want to use them like that. It's, it's not ideal. It's, you would, uh, is there anything against bringing, are they, they not allowed to just, if they have in real fans, are they not allowed to, to like, if they were to hire them for the day and like, and pay them well, a small amount or get, like and space them out? Are they not allowed to do that? Well, I, I mean, that was my thing. They had like 200 guys under contract, you know, as far as d developmental mm -hmm. people. I don't see why they don't get a bunch of them, rotate them out between shows. You know, you use this, these guys for Raw, these guys for SmackDown. Yeah. Um, and then that way it's not as exhausting, you know, standing up and cheering for 12 hours straight. Now, between matches, they would get to sit down um, and they would have breaks. They weren't allowed to go to catering. They had to bring their own lunches uh, and they had their own tent in the back where they did, so they didn't mix with the, the talent that were used on the show. But yeah, I don't get why they don't just uh, have more people when it's, if they're outside and, you know, you can cycle them in and out and it just makes for a more lively atmosphere, I would think. I wonder if there's a way around with, with fans as far as selling tickets but if they were to put out an ad, um, that hiring, but it, in it or for people a non-paid gig uh, as as a role, essentially planning the fan real fans because there there'll be there's no shortage of supply of people that probably would a hundred or two hundred people I think they would get pretty easily if there's a way around getting real people in there if they're not actual fans right. but they're kind of they're, they're brought it's, it's in kind they, of what it, they're signed yeah that's kind of what AEW. Yeah, AEW is doing with Dynamite, where they got some quote unquote fans in the stands. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the wrestlers at ringside. And, I, you know, now with phase two, I got to think they're doing their next set of tapings next week. Um, and they're taping two weeks worth of TV. I got to think after that, they're, they are probably going to start looking for other options because the performance center is just so sterile, so stale that 
you got to think they're looking to move out maybe, you know, maybe to a concert hall or something. I told in the vibe with AEW so much better to me. Just watch for whatever, you know, we talked about it compared to that, that whole thing. It's, yeah, I mean, it, it's better than no people in there. But now looking at it, we're like, okay, well, how can it be even better? And it would, it would be better if you can have actual fans. Even and you have even if you have Kevin with people, then they're 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 playing fans, but they're real fans. They're going to actually be legit excited. To mm-hmm. watch, but I don't know. And shit, you you book us, you know, for maybe a, a four hour block, and then you or a six hour block, and then you block another group for another six hours to have fresh people in there, so it's not the same standing all day. I don't know. Yeah. And then CM Punk handing out refreshments for it, like I mentioned. <laughs> it's fucking a great fan experience. <laughs> um, also, uh, this past week, Matt Riddle, it was revealed that he's going to be on SmackDown. Kurt Angle revealed that they had actually approached him to be Matt Riddle's manager, but he turned it down. He didn't feel like it was the right thing at this point. Uh, Dominic, Dominic Dijakovic is, is uh, supposedly heading to Raw, so he should be on Raw soon. Also, uh, we have learned that the Velveteen Dream and Io Shirai are also uh, looking to be moved to the main roster soon. And and they've both Velveteen Dream and Io Shirai have been talked about in the past. And you know everything with WWE yeah. changes. But I think right now, with uh, uh, with the lack of star power that they have, that I could see them uh, you know pushing pulling the trigger on that sooner than later. Yeah, I think it's it's inevitable they're going to bring up a new crop of, of people at times, and they've. Whenever in the past, this is how when they release a large group of people, they usually refresh that. And again, what the and they'll probably, like we said, bring in some people back at a lower cost. This is what they do, though, to keep things lower for them. They take people, and this is what they used to do when they did the mass releases. They would release a, a large group of people that had tenure there that were making more money over being there for a period of time. You flush them out. And you bring up the new crop of talent and you have them on $150,000 downside contracts or whatever, like low contracts. And mm-hmm. you get you get them for as long as you can on those low contracts. And then eventually and you invest in some of them and they get and they all progressively go up at different rates. And then kind of that next group is ready. You fire them, brush them out, and it keeps their costs down. And it's a really shitty part of the business that and, and we've seen it when they where they just release people that, you know, that have been there for a long, long time. And they just think they could, they, and they, they do, they just replace people for the brand and uh, that people are emotionally invested in still. So it's the name of the game. I think that Dominic guy needs to change his name. That's the I mean, Dominic. Yeah. Dijakovic's not going to fly with Vince. No, dude, no, I can tell you for no. He loves it. Like Otis. I can't even say Otis's last name. What, his what is he? Yeah, what, what, I didn't even know. I just know Otis is Otis, the big O. <laughs> Uh, he was uh, here. Let me uh, let me look that up. Yeah, I didn't even know it was like Rusev though had a last name and they got rid of it. Yeah, well, yeah, he was Alexander Rusev. Yeah, uh, or yeah, so. yeah. I'm sorry, that one wasn't bad, but it was. Yeah, so Otis was uh, Otis. Uh, I believe it was Otis Dozovic. Dozovic. Otis Dozovic. Yeah, I like Doze though, but it's, you got yeah. I like oh, just Otis. Uh, Dominic didn't have to be like double D or something. The you gotta we <laughs> have a Dominic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta that. That's I. That to me too. When you choose your wrestling name, it's like you want to choose something that you can see. Like and I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with it. But that's. I don't think Vince is gonna knowing Vince because nobody's gonna be able to pronounce it in the meeting, or somebody's gonna be able to pronounce it, and Vince is gonna get mad because it's somebody that's like. Events gets mad because they fucking do have to do something right. Like, 
It's right. he's gonna change it. And I don't yeah. Dominic, you don't that's not a very like appealing main event name or anything of that nature. So I don't know. Yeah. Double D it is. Um, double D. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, also this year they announced that Fighter Fest. Last year that took place on BR Live. It's gonna take place over two nights on July the first and July the eighth on TNT at eight PM. So it's basically just taking the the slot of dynamite those two weeks. They're treating it like a pay pay-per-view, but you know, once again, it's kind of like with Bash at the Beach. This is kind of similar thing that they did uh, this past spring where they're doing it on TNT. I don't know what the deal is with BR Live and they're not doing these events on BR Live. They haven't held an event on BR Live since uh, since they got on TV. Uh, they had done last year's on BR Live, but this year it's going to be on TNT. Yeah, no, I think it's uh, they're just moving forward and growing and evolving and the... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, they they do things that I wasn't familiar with, like that, like all the, the fighter fest before and doing like the online stuff. But they're they're more tapped into that with that, that online presence, and that's their fan base. They've grown from an online with everything, with you know the Bucks and those guys from where they came from. So yeah, I think it's just I just let AEW just they're moving in the right direction. So it's yeah. I, I want fans back. I think they. There's some big stuff coming up with some names that they're going to have. They're going to be able to bring in that you want people there for. Yeah. Uh, Arn Anderson re-signed. Uh, he's yeah, he signed a new deal with AEW, uh, multi-year deal. So he's he's going to be a part of the promotion uh, for a while. Great news. I love Arn, and I think he uh, he's one of those guys. He's very very valuable uh, to have his presence there and his mind uh, in, in implementing. Uh, psychology. He's really good at communicating to guys, and uh, I think he will help. And I think we've seen it in some guys changing a little bit of how they've worked from initially to it, it's going to continue to evolve and grow, uh, having guys like him and Dean Malenko up there. Uh, and I always enjoyed when he, Arn was he was played a big role in a lot of my stuff with all that. And uh, I actually just I talked, I messaged Conrad the other day. They, they'd had some good things to say on the on the Arn show podcast but then i saw there was another little clip too of uh where he was talking about uh on why i think like the main event stuff and he and i remember we always would have little discussions he only knew kind of i think from like a, on the creative meetings and wasn't as familiar with a lot of the back story of what was going on with my situation and so and i think I think too, and, and I love Arn, and it's very important to clarify because because Jim Ross had made comments in the past, and I have to put literally respond to these because it doesn't help. I think oftentimes people become confused when they they say, you know, I have my opinions. Everyone has their opinions. My opinions just happen to get traction and stuff on different things. Where they will say, you know, and he mentioned something where I had my opinion on on the way things should have gone and maybe differed from the Vince's opinion. You have to understand that I never, I did everything that was ever asked of me the entire time I was there, which was actually that it was where my, I should have spoken up and not done it at different times, hmm. but I did it. And I, cause I didn't know how long I had with my ankle. And there were a lot of things at play that I've talked about a lot where then I left and I told the truth of what happened. And I think oftentimes people will say like, well, oh, Ryback was difficult to work with. Go back and ask all the guys that I helped make for that company if I was difficult to work with. If I said, I'm not putting you over. To, I went out of my way. I was the one that volunteered to take triple powerbomb after triple powerbomb for the Shield to help make them. 
because in my head too, I thought I was going to get it back with eventually over time, which ultimately never happened. But when they were going with them, I had a lot of value in me. I wanted to help get, make them as much as possible because that was the direction they were going time and time again. And on my way out with Callisto, I very easily could have been very difficult to work with and not gone out of my way to make Callisto look. That's not being a professional. Never that you will, you will hurt yourself in the business if you do have that attitude. So mm-hmm. I oftentimes think people get misconstrued and, and Arn, and I love Arn where, and he says, and he no harm by what he's saying on that. My biggest, uh, critique on myself looking back was I never spoke up enough on things on certain things and there were times where I went and gave an opinion like why are we doing this or asking questions and then he'd give an answer and if that's what you want that's what you want and you hear that from the top down from taker down if that's what they want that's what they want because that's being a professional and you know that if you don't go do that you're not going to be working with a lot of people regardless whether you agree for what's going on or not so I think that sometimes people have a hard time distinguishing my run there, which was always everything asked to me, fucking, I was a fucking team player all the way to leaving and talking about situations, giving the backstory and then giving my honest opinion on what was going on. I sometimes think people get confused and sometimes people are a little too invested in the dirt sheets on that and in, in, in buying into the information that's being uh, thrown around out there, lack of information, I should say. So that was one thing to clarify that, that, I wish, and again, Arn doesn't want have be privy to all the information going on with that. And he was just a producer and in the meetings. And we never talked about a lot of the stuff that happened behind the scenes with me and my backstory on them with that. But you don't take a guy and he acknowledged it like merch sales. He goes, you know, we're, we're really good. You don't take a guy that's number two and have him lose seven pay-per-views in a row, which by the way, I never, I never fought any of that. I did everything asked to me. And then they said, we're taking away all your merch. We're not giving you any more merch, even though your numbers continue to be on the rise. We're just going to eliminate all of it. And I was the one that said, well, if you want that takeaway, feed me more too. I went with it. In fact, I'm not going to fight it. If that's what you want, how am I going to, it's not my company. So, and that's, if you think that's having a bad attitude, because you go out there and let them, you do what is asked of you. Uh, I, I don't think you're fully aware of them, of, of the situation, but that's my thoughts on that. Yeah. Uh, wow, we got really long here, so I'll go quickly through the ratings. Uh, this is the last item I have. Uh, m- most of the shows were down this week. SmackDown was actually up a little bit. Uh, their actual official number was 2.17 million viewers on Fox. Uh, that actually included markets where the show did not air and they were showing local uh, news footage of, about the, the protests. So the actual number where you don't count those markets where it didn't air was 2.054 million viewers, which is about what it's been doing the past few weeks. Now, Dynamite, NXT, and Raw all were down. Raw actually did its second lowest rating ever, uh, 1.728 million viewers, which is kind of what it was last week, just down slightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's staying, the, the last hour did 1.57 uh, million viewers. So this three hours is killing their numbers. And um, that third hour is just is just brutal. Um, and Dynamite was actually down the most of all the shows. It was down 12% from last week. But it actually, this number was closer to what it had been doing before last week. Last week was just very uh, inflated coming off a of double or nothing and having Mike Tyson. So this yeah. number is actually on the high end of what they've been doing since uh, the post-COVID uh, shows. Uh, and then NXT actually uh, held up really well. They did 715,000 viewers. They were only down 2% despite all the news coverage. 
Um, so they were really neck and neck with Dynamite, even though a lot of NXT was just video packages and, and hyping up uh, the in-your-house pay-per-view. And I didn't see NXT, so that's interesting, though, if there wasn't a lot of matches and the rating was was stayed pretty strong. Yeah, the Drake Maverick uh, match actually beat the Cody uh, Jungle Boy match. Wow, that was and that was a really good match with Cody and Jungle Boy. The, uh, yeah, I liked it too. I saw that, and uh, I think it's tough sometimes when you get a guy like Jungle Boy who's on the smaller side. But if if for him and too, it, and he's very young, the the more he can be have like that, um, he's a little thinner. He's going to fill out more as he as he gets older. But he, if he can work aggressively and, and be intense, and he can do a lot of really cool things, I think that he's going to have a really high upside. Even though he already has a, a good upside, but I think to like guys, you know, like a Benoit intensity, and I, I always yeah, right. where and, and he's much smaller than Benoit even. But if today's wrestlers are also much smaller overall, that so it's it's not as drastic of a difference if you would have put him in a WCW ring in 1997, the right. which would look really out of place. But that's not today's wrestling landscape. I just think guys like that, if he can just continue to learn to be very, very aggressive and people can bring that out of him and he fighting from underneath, he's going to very promising. But I, and I, I really enjoyed that match. They put that, that together. Well, um, yeah, man, the right people it's, this is what the ratings are right now. Yeah. You know, a 1.57 is low. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, if you add NXT and AEW, that's almost what Rock did in that third hour. It's that same group of people. Right. It's uh, that's what it is. It's they've. My thing is, it's like where where has everyone gone? That's yeah. I, I really it, it's, and we see it even guys you bring back like a punk and guys they don't they're not drawing anything necessarily yeah. on and again on backstage that's not the role. Like, I, I would never want to come back and make a four-year return and come back to commentary. I think it would blow. Like, that's just me. for like, when it, 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 Not working this hard for that, for my personal story. It's not, need that energy and adrenaline from people. But there's a large portion of people that are gone. And I don't know if they're coming back, but I hope yeah. they do. The one promising sign was last week, AEW, they, did, they were way up. Um, part of it was Mike Tyson, so maybe... You know, we'll see if they get if they deliver a loaded show and do a, a few in a row. Um, maybe we'll see once fans are back. Hopefully, yeah. And hopefully, the fans aren't gone for good. I think we just it's one of those wait and see the numbers when when fans are back. And again, is it too when they like start doing shows and it's like half capacity? Are people still going to be like, eh, this right. isn't? And then the numbers kind of just never come recover from it. That's what I'm kind of like. I want to see. I don't know. And then, yeah, whereas if it just went back and they were full packed houses, I think there'd be some interest in seeing men. I've missed this. Mm -hmm. and so. Right. And, and, you know, people talking about the, the, you know, the ratings this week, they're saying the news coverage nominated, but Titan games was up 22%. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people that aren't watching the news are looking for an alternative. So you can't always yeah. blame uh, current events. You can't. I, I honestly, that's the one thing I don't understand where uh, here's the thing with ratings. It's all about competition. Right. If you're not drawing as well as something else, it doesn't matter what it is. You're not drawing as well as something else. And it's up to you to put out a better product to to get people to view it. That's mm -hmm. what ratings are about. Like it's because you can there's thousands of channels out there. Right. Uh, there's a lot of you got to stand out and give a product to people that people are going to stop and go, I want to watch this. Right. Titan Games are doing it. Mm hmm. 
because it, it, it's interesting. I've watched mm-hmm. some. It, it's actually entertaining. Yeah. People, and it, it's so if your form of entertainment is not working, you have to adjust and evolve. Yeah. That's it. Well, I think this is the longest yeah. episode we've done. People like us talking, though, Raj. I've always, they I've do. normally seen they go, oh, keep, we wish you guys would go longer. So then you fucking, <laughs> yeah, that's go, true. I, I've gotten that quite a bit. Like, you know, keep it going. But, uh, but, you know, thanks as always for having me on. Likewise. Anything to plug to wrap up this week? Uh, just keep checking out wrestling.com. Again, it's been super busy. Uh, we've got tons of exclusive interviews as always. We've got our, the Triple H media call. Uh, we've got interviews with QT Marshall and uh, Joey Ryan and uh, just uh, tons of other people. So just keep checking out wrestling.com. Good deal, Rush. Thank you as always, guys. And thank you very much. You've just listened to another episode of the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. Feed me more. Thank you guys very much for listening to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report with myself and Raj Geary. Check out WrestlingInc.com for the latest in news in professional wrestling and Feed Me More Nutrition, my all-natural supplement line, available on FeedMeMore.com. Just for listening to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report, we're going to give you 20% off with the discount code SHOOTING20 at checkout. Just use code SHOOTING20 on FeedMeMore.com to save 20%. Get hungry. Stay hungry. Feed me more. Feed me more. May you rest in peace. Awesome! Yes! 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 Hulkamania is running wild! Yeah! I said give me the hell yeah! Ha <laughs> ha! Woo! Shooting place. Wrestling report. <laughs>